Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Meanwhile at Manage Comics. We've got a ton of data stuff to talk about this week. We're going to chat about what we're working on right now. And did you know we've been lying to you for quite some time? It's true. You're going to find out more about that right after this. Maestro, play our intro. Meanwhile at Manage Comics. Coming to you from a secret underground lair. These dedicated heroes discuss the business of comics, industry news, hobby store retail issues, and the latest developments from Manage Comics. They are promoters of comics, champions of small business, and four-color heroes. They are the Manage Comics team. Hey folks, it's episode 27 of Meanwhile at Managed Comics. Yeah, that's right. 27, not 26, like I've been lying to you all along. Why? Turns out I screwed up my numbering a few weeks ago, and we've actually been one full number ahead for a few weeks now. Yeah, turns out I'm a liar. All right, let's talk some data. We imported all the distributor data last week, and we spent a little bit of time cleaning stuff up on top of our normal anomalies that we always have. So we'll find issue sequence numbers missing. We find, um, you know, mismatched issue sequence numbers and stuff like that. But we saw quite a bit of discrepancies in DC's data. And we've reached out to DC and to Lunar to let them know about some of this stuff. But of the 197 periodical DCU SKUs that came out this week, so this is just comic book and not graphic novels as well, there were 68 SKUs which had some sort of error in them uh, with the data. So, you know, a little over a quarter, uh, kind of up in the 30, 35% range. The most common data error this month was a mismatch between the cover letter, the UPC code, and the issue sequence number. So just a recap, I'm sure everyone knows this, but it's always good to kind of get everyone on the same page for UPC codes. Final five digits ideally represent issue number, cover designation, and the printing. Now there's kind of two different patterns that we see. We see issue, issue, cover, cover, printing. DC uses issue, 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 cover, printing. So of course, when they get over 10 covers, then they, they have to kind of figure out some different math around that. And they usually hijack the last number, the printing number. They leave it up till five, and then they kind of hijack it over that. This month, what we saw was quite a bit of, of problems with that stuff. And for issue number, which is the second last number, it's usually the covered designation. So like A equals one, B equals two. For issue sequence number, which is a data number that we use, uh, that is usually the cover number minus one because it's a base zero, which is just a weird geeky computer thing that somebody decided way back in the day. For an example, an A cover would have an ISN of zero and a UPC code of issue, 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 one, one. A B cover would be ISN one, issue, 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 two, one. This month's uh, Action Comics 1062 cover D had an issue, 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 six, one, and an ISN of five. Obviously that's wrong. And that's just an example. There were 68 
other titles kind of like that. Since this is a D cover, what we would expect would be that the ISN would be a three because an A is a zero, a B is a one, a C is a two, a D is a three, and the UPC code should be 06441. That's, that's quite a discrepancy. Luckily, it was primarily in the C, D, and E covers. There's a couple instances where there were B covers affected. The most kind of egregious one is Blue Beetle's Spanish version has a B cover designation, and that should really be its own UPC because what's in between the covers is quite a bit different than you know what you would expect. You're expecting in English. If you are subscribed to the B covers for Blue Beetle, then you're going to get a Spanish interior and be like, oh, I thought I was just getting a cooler cover, but you didn't. There's quite a bit more stuff that we're working our way through. Radiant Black, for example, has finally issued a second UPC code for the 0.5 issues. So now we just have to kind of adjust our system so that it recognizes that second UPC as part of the main series code. Shouldn't be too hard. We have that mechanism built into our system. I just need to make sure that we do the work on our end to make sure those things are tied together. Right at this exact moment, the point five issue is being shown as Radiant Black 2023 when it should actually be Radiant Black 2021. And this is just part of that series. We've seen a number of trades with incorrect series codes, and we'll just work our way through on fixes for that stuff over the next week or two. So well before everybody's ready to place their initial orders in like three weeks, we, sh we should be. Um, today's Black Friday, so we're not seeing a ton of tickets in our system, which is great. It's been actually a really, really quiet week week, which is nice. And to be honest, it's been a fairly quiet month. There's not been a lot of kind of new additions that we've added that would cause incredible turmoil. Um, and we're seeing a nice stable system. And that's kind of our plan around the holidays. We don't want to introduce big, crazy things right now because we know this is your busy time. This is when you're making the most sales. So we want to make sure that we're supporting a nice stable platform. We are working on some things right now. There's a, a small change that we're doing to the way that orders are created. Uh, right now, if you create an order in Manage Comics, Manage Comics creates multiple orders on our end, even though there's only one draft order. And I understand that that causes a lot of problems for folks who are trying to import orders into the order helper because, you know, Bob Smith could have five different orders and that's a real hassle to figure out. So we're merging all those orders together. Uh, you should see that probably next week you'll see orders start to merge together as you do your pulls. On the development side of the fence, we're also wrapping up our database changes to the international ordering project. This is going to give us diamond and universal distribution ordering capability. And the exact second that's done, or perhaps even before it's completely finished, we'll be working on some changes to the Shopify API that have to be done by January 1st, or else our app doesn't isn't allowed to be in the store. And you'll see some more emails about this. It's actually just gonna simplify the way that you install Manage Comics. We're gonna add a wizard for installing it. And then once you've installed it, Manage Comics will have something called an app block, which is a piece of your theme. And so when you change a theme, you'll actually be able to just add the new Manage Comics app block to your new theme and everything else will just kind of happen. So if you, uh, you know, upgrade your theme right now, you'll find that the Manage Comics app disappears. This will prevent that from happening because it's actually part of your content and not part of your theme 
chunks. So yeah, that should make things a lot better going forward. And it will also put us in compliance with the Shopify API changes, which will allow us things like reserving stock, which we're really, really excited about moving towards. That's kind of it from a development standpoint. We're just kind of putting together all of our 2024 plans. I'm writing a ton of kind of specifications and and real deep kind of developer stuff so that we can look at that from that standpoint. And also I do a lot of writing uh, what's called acceptance test criteria so that when we're doing our testing, we can make sure that it's hitting all those uh, test criterias. And at some point I'm hoping to hand the QA portion of it to somebody else to let them handle it. A couple things in the news, ICV2 is wrapping up its focus on comic distributors this week with a three-part interview with Steve Jeppy. And it was really an interesting take on the industry from somebody who's been in the industry longer than most. Steve Jeppy's been, you know, part of the comics industry since virtually the direct market inception back in the 70s. And so, yeah, he's he's got, you know, some really interesting views. And he also kind of talks about the changes that have happened to Diamond. And for good or ill, bad things happening to Diamond is probably bad for the entire industry at this point in time, especially independent publishers not really a great thing for them. So it's a really good interview. Uh, I'll include a link in the description. There's also three individual video interviews that were really, really interesting and entertaining as well. So you might want to give that a shot. I find Steve Jeppy just an interesting character. He's kind of a throwback to the way that business was done in the 80s and 90s. And I just think he's kind of an interesting dude. I don't agree with him probably 80% of the time, but I don't mind not agreeing with everyone in the world. I don't have to be lockstep with people's opinions. The other interesting thing, and speaking of not entirely agreeing with, Milton Grape of ICV2 also had a really interesting article about comics called The World According to Grape, Can Comics Be Saved? And the link to this will be in the downloads below. Before we get to this, I'm kind of burned out on all the can comics be saved because comics aren't going anywhere. That was kind of my point in my last podcast I did. You know, comics have been dying since 1942. They will be dying for the rest of time. Comics as a concept and an art form will never go away. But comic stores are struggling. We just have to face the facts. And I would even go so far as to say that the pure comic store probably doesn't exist anymore. There's still specialty bookstores that are comic stores and there are hobby stores, or as my old boss Gord says, geek stores. You know, there's there's no true comic store anymore. There, There's just not enough business in pure comics to have a comic store only. You're always going to have other things in it you, that might be trading cards. It might be games. It might be toys, puzzles, all kinds of different things. Or you might be like really, really deep in specialty books and your store is essentially a bookstore that sells comics. All those things are valid. So I don't think that comic stores as a as a thing are going away. But his answer in this article is that yes, comics can be saved and it's mostly because of the resiliency of retailers. And on my side of the fence, I see that all the time. Uh, my favorite part about what I do is that I see that resiliency in action. I've seen it recently with shops adapting to increase rents by moving to other locations. I've seen retailers recovering from catastrophic fire by changing their entire tech stack and choosing to change the way that their business runs. I've seen retailers retiring 
and sell their business to the next generation. And that's all in the last month. Like seriously, those three different things have happened in the last 30 days to retailers I've talked to, and they've all adapted and moved on and continued their businesses. This is an industry that's strong, it's resilient, and above all else, it understands that what we are selling is escapism, and at its heart, escapism is fun. And hey, shouldn't comics be fun? And isn't fun kind of what life is all about? So if that's the case, you know, that's a business I want to have a part of. That's going to do it for this week, folks. In the meantime, and in between times, as I always say, keep managing those comics. (laughs) 